Quick pass, Bogdanovich tries the baseline, hands to Gobert in traffic. Boy, Rudy Gobert is fouled in the trees and finishes. If you listen to this show, you're ahead of the curve because you knew how impactful Rudy Gobert has been for this team throughout the entire year. 14 and 14 points and rebounds. And then on Saturday, he goes double-double in the first quarter. Plays spectacular basketball at the level, if you're looking at it from afar, even guys who don't recognize his defensive contributions, you know he was having a great game. Screen assists, deterring attempts at the rim. Rudy Gobert was everything for the Jazz on Saturday night as they score the victory against a team that was trying to get out of their own rut. Utah wins it against Charlotte, 114-107. to And you could have seen it coming from a big game from Rudy Gobert if you listen to this very program. Of course, let everybody know that you're listening. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Leave a review, five stars. You leave that, other people can find the program and get on the inside of Rudy Gobert having a spectacular game. This is Round Ball Roundup, J.P. Chunga on utahjazz.com as we discuss and round up what we've got from the Utah Jazz last week and what they have going forward as the schedule starts to see two impactful teams on the slate for this week, starting tonight against Miami and bookended with L.A. on Saturday. Depoy ends with a line of 17 points, 19 rebounds, went to the line nine times. He got Charlotte so frustrated with the way that they were being dominated by that guy that they're just holding. It was the impetus for Coach Q to get his first technical of the game because he saw how Rudy was just being mauled every single time down the court. As a result of his play defensively, Charlotte shoots 27 mid-range shots. They only hit eight of them. They go to the rim 29 times, only hit on 19 occasions. Gobert played a spectacular game. As he's been doing this entire year, and why he should be in consideration for All-Star when it comes down to it, 14 rebounds a game. That's domination defensively. You know, teams going up against the Jazz are looking for those offensive rebounds to give them better shots because they know first in half-court defense, Utah is going to be very stingy. Just listen to Jared Greenberg as he discusses the NBA TV host, what he learned from Rudy Gobert in his short interview with him. I tweeted out the phrase, speak softly and carry a big stick. Because Rudy doesn't say much, as you know. Rudy's earned so much respect around the league for how hard of a worker he is, how good he is on the defensive end. But I think this year, what we've kind of always wondered about Rudy, and we're starting to see it more and more and more, is that he's not just a great defensive player. He can really be a good offensive player, too. When we categorize or label a guy as being able to do something, we often um, allow that to think that he's limited in the other areas. It's almost a detriment sometimes. Back four years ago, when Steph Curry was running back-to-back MVPs, I, I would always caution people not just to call him one of the great shooters or great three-point shooters of all time, because while that in itself is a compliment, it almost compartmentalizes one skill set and doesn't allow you to recognize all the great things that he's doing on the court other than just that. The, the same thing with Rudy. He takes a lot of pride in being known as a great defensive player. He wants to become just the second-ever guy to win it three straight years in Defensive Player of the Year. But I also think that this year it's been special to be able to see, and I think 
the success of the Jazz may also rely on a lot of his offensive ability uh, moving forward, and I, I think he's capable of it. Today, Utah's defensive rating is 10th. Their offensive rating is 21st. Flip that, though, when it comes to the last two weeks. Dating back to December 7th, Utah's posted a 114 offensive rating, a 109 defensive rating. That's above both of where they're at right now. Utah's D rating, 106.1, offensively 107.2 today. The more involvement that Rudy Gobert has the better he can be on the floor when it comes to that connectivity on defense. He was a revelation for this team last time out, and he deserves the shout-out here on Round Ball Roundup. This is a victory that Utah needed, and it continues the streak that they've been on five in a row, something that if you're looking at an opponent later in the week, it's been similar with the type of opponent that they've played and with the way that they are going on the court. The other thing that stood out, because it required another comeback effort from Utah, Donovan continues to be solid in the clutch. Clutch time stats. Five-point game, five minutes left. These are stats according to NBA.com. He's shooting 40% from the field, averaging 1.7 free throw attempts during that stretch, and that's more than Paul George, Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis. That's what you want from your star. When it matters most and when he needs to be there at the end, he can develop something out of nothing, tacking the basket, getting that contact, and going to the charity stripe. Donovan in the last five fourth quarters he's averaging 9.6 points it brings up the case that Matt Harpering on the broadcast he announced Utah's just getting better as the game goes on you're also seeing Mitchell evolve as a player Ingles is a very good veteran now Royce a lot of these bogeys been through the games Gobert's been through some great games so they figure out teams as they go it seems like to me Buller and by the third and fourth quarter they say okay I, I get what you're doing against us in the first two quarters. Now here's our adjustment to come out. Quinn Snyder knows the adjustments that the team needs to make. And when you have Coach Q out there, he's figuring exactly the right lineups to throw out and the adjustments to make. Even without Coach Quinn, and Alex Jensen jumps out there and mans the crew for the last portions of the fourth quarter. Quinn gets ejected in this game. Utah ran past the finish line. Reminds you of the times where Jerry Sloan would get tossed and then Phil Johnson would take over the team and a beat wouldn't be missed. Listen to Quinn on the adjustments that they made at halftime and highlighting another factor over the game. Jazz is three-point shooting. You know, we showed them a couple of clips at halftime of guys that were felt like we're open in the corners and, and we have an unselfish team we just have to kind of be aware of what the defense is doing and where the rotations are and how to find people and I think when we have that awareness we really we're a team that's willing to move the ball that's what happened the ball started moving you know and guys got open looks I was listening to the broadcast of Locke on the radio as well and he brings up the fact that Utah is number one in catch and shoot threes needs to be brought up every single time because Utah's ability to develop these type of opportunities, these three-pointers, it's the efficient shot. It's what they want. It's been the adjustment for Emmanuel Moutier, who shooting at his highest clip that he's ever shot in his entire career, and even though it's not a blazing pace, it's great for Emmanuel, shooting 35% from three. He's learning the exact shot profile that the Jazz want him to shoot. That adjustment is why I'm on Moutier Mesa. The guy can score. The guy can learn. 
He's been a quick learner. You're seeing the way that he's passing the ball, how he's making the right decision out there, how the reads are getting quicker and easier for him. Moutier Mesa, come join me if you want. He can boost a bench unit that needs it. Joe Ingles continues to get himself into form. Joe, 11 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. That over the last 11 games, he's continuing to find that comfortable stretch. Him in the starting lineup has worked. And when Mike Conley comes back, that interesting decision for Quinn Snyder is going to be up for grabs. He already showed it in the first game that Mike returned. Royce goes to the bench. Conley goes in the five. That might be where Utah sees success. Utah continues the way that they play. They head into this matchup against Miami with a really good test. Heat 21 and 8, 12 and 1 at home, third in the Eastern Conference. Teams starting to believe in them, and they look very jazzy in and of themselves. More so of last year's jazz, but still jazzy nonetheless. Their starting lineup, where they're playing two bigs. They're playing Bam Adebayo and Myers Leonard. Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, and Kendrick Nunn fill that out. That lineup is a plus 15.2 in the differential according to Cleaning the Glass. Bam Adebayo is the perfect type of big for this modern game. He can pass out of the post, and he has willing and able shooters around him. Duncan Robinson is shooting 44% from deep, and he's launching nine triples each game. I love everything that this Heat team is doing. And they got a little bit more punch back into the lineup as Goran Dragic comes back after missing nine games. He was out with a groin injury. Dragic drops 18 in his return. Miami's smart. They have a great coach in Eric Spolstra who has been adept at using different types of defenses. Again, another one of these coaches in the NBA who's very willing to use zone against a pro team, which should be a death sentence. Miami's playing with a lot of confidence. And it's landed them with one of the top spots in the East. They've lost one time at home. And the only time that they lost was to the Los Angeles Lakers. Spolstra hasn't changed that starting lineup unless it's been forced due to injury. And that's allowed them to play so well. Tyler Hero as a rookie has been a standout. He's one of those Kentucky guys that Pat Riley falls in love with. As a Kentucky guy himself, he drafts those Kentucky guys, and then they have success for his team. Same for Bam Adebayo. So Kentucky success stories in the league. After that, Utah comes home, celebrates Christmas, and on Boxing Day on TNT, Utah against Portland. Trailblazers take on the Pelicans on Monday night. They are winners of four straight, five of the last six. All those games have been below 500 teams, but they're taking care of business just in the same way that the Jazz are and getting their own confidence. One player that needs confidence to play well, Hassan Whiteside, he's averaged more than four blocks per game over the last 11. That matchup with Rudy is going to be nice to see. Rudy always gets up for those type of matchups with a big who believes himself to be very good. And the numbers aren't hollow for Hassan, at least as of late. He had a game-changing block against Minnesota that put them over the hill against that team. If he stays engaged, it can be a good matchup with himself and Rudy. 
Dame and CJ, clearly the two guys leading them offensively. Dame averaging 26.9 points a game, and CJ chipping in with 22. Their third leading scorer is Carmelo Anthony. Melo was out against Minnesota, not expected to be serious when it comes to his knee contusion that he suffered. He's questionable for tonight. May see him when it comes to that Boxing Day tilt. To be completely honest, I would love to see him on the Vivint Smart Home Arena floor. Then the week rounds out Saturday against the Clippers. OKC took him down on Sunday. I know there was a lot of consternation after Utah lost to the Thunder. There they go again. Chris Paul with his veteran leadership taking that team over the top. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander continuing to be a breakout star. So watch some hoops this holiday season. Be thankful for your family, for your friends, for everybody in your life. I'm thankful for you, the listener, taking the time out of your day to listen to Round Ball Roundup and discuss and think about Utah Jazz basketball. If you could give me a gift this holiday season for whatever you're celebrating, please let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Give us five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Happy holidays. Until next time, bye for now.